Revelation chapter 15, verses 2 through 4. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mingled with fire, and also those who had conquered the beast and its image, and the number of its name, standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Mm. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? Mm. For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So close to the end of the year, Barrett. Wow. Only a couple of days left. Mm. And so close to the end of the Bible yeah. here in Revelation 15. Yes. And um, so John, um, the the author of Revelation, he is, you know, kind of detailing uh, the these very mighty and like awe-inspiring sort of prophetic images and moments that um, God is revealing to him. And we're getting into sort of this like restoration of the people of God. And today we have this sea of glass mingled with fire. How's mm. that for a poetic, poetic image? Golly, no kidding. And it's really powerful. We got, um, you know, the, the people of God who've conquered the beast, you know, this victorious, I kind mm. of think of the end of like a great war movie. These, these yeah, people yeah. who are like covered in dirt and grime but like are standing in triumph. Gandalf has killed the Balrog. Yes, yes. Come on, come on. (laughs) And so they are standing there with their harps. And then we got a big old callback all the way across the Bible back to Deuteronomy Mm. and and Exodus, the Song of Moses, Mm. um, which Mm. is, um, I believe, the first like song song that is captured in Scripture. Um, and so we're, we're going back to the beginning of the worship canon. And then also this new song, the song of the lamb. Mm. Um, and we have it here in verses three and four. Um, so Barrett, what, what do you see? What are you thinking um, in your cute little plaid shirt as you're, <laughs> you're, as you're reading these words? Well, thank you for pointing out how cute I am. Number one, <laughs> uh, number two, when I, when I when I look at this passage, I mean, you're right. It is like this poetic masterpiece, a sea of glass mingled with fire, you know, standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. Mm. I mean, you know, just amazing images. Uh, and they're singing this song to the to the lamb. And so it, it's it's a it's an amazing image of of uh you know, we're we're focusing on the righteousness of Christ and uh, all of those who are standing by the sea of glass, you know, singing this song to the lamb, they are clothed with the these robes of righteousness or like mm. these righteous clothes. And so uh, I, I I think recently I was I was talking to my kids one night, and uh, one of our one of our kids recently gave their their lives to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Mm. And um, and so was talking to to all the kids, and I was kind of explaining to them, you know, how I've always pictured um how i've always pictured us standing before a holy god Mm -hmm. and and you know this is obviously not original with me but it's it it, it's this you know it's this 
very vivid image of like these this white kind of robe or whatever that's like covering my whole person. Mm-hmm. And so as I stand before a holy God, if I was to stand before a holy God without the robes of righteousness that Jesus provides, I would be destroyed in an instance. And Jesus uh, referenced a couple of times in some of his sermons the past couple of years, uh, uh, you know, the figure of Uzzah in the mm-hmm. Old Testament who reached up and tried to stop the you know, tried to stop the uh, the Ark of the Covenant from falling into the dirt, and he immediately died. Mm-hmm. And and you know, the Ark of the Covenant obviously um, representing the presence of God. And so he tried to reach up and and touch the presence of God, and he immediately died. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a picture of what happens to to one who is not you know covered in in Jesus's righteousness. Mm-hmm. And but for those of us who have been covered with these robes of righteousness, we can stand before a holy God and not only not be destroyed, but be standing and, and in our most, uh, most like human of, of states or, or mm-hmm. like the way that God intended for us to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it will be a state like no other that mm-hmm. we will be standing before God and, and, and able to, able to sing. And so I, so I, I don't know if, you know, those listening have like a clear image of what it looks like to stand before a holy God, but I would say, you know, this is a good way to kind of envision that, that, that Jesus has kind of essentially wrapped his robes around us so that we, when we stand before a holy God, it's not that like Will Carlisle's no longer standing before a holy God. Mm -hmm. It's just that Will Carlisle's standing before a holy God, you know, wrapped in Jesus, Mm -hmm. like wrapped in his righteousness. And that is the way that we're able to stand before a holy God. Otherwise we would be utterly consumed just by the holiness and the, you know, the majesty of, of God himself. Amen. Yeah. And that's like one of the central themes of revelation, you know, in, in chapter seven, there's this really striking verse, this phrase in verse 14, um, referring to these saints of God, um, that they, the saints, have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Hmm. That, you know, I yes. think it's easy to like read over that and just be like, oh yeah, Jesus, you know, what can wash away my sins, whatever. <laughs> and just like kind of religious jargonize it. Right. But what is the image that's actually there is like very strange, a little gross and kind of profound. Like imagine taking a white dress shirt, like yeah. a Joseph A. Bank white dress shirt mm. and, or Peter Millar, you know, for yeah, some yeah, of our yeah, yeah. friends um, and just dropping that thing in a, a bucket full of blood. Right. It would not be white. Right. And if you took like a dirty stained shirt and dropped it in a bucket full of blood, it definitely wouldn't be any cleaner. Yeah. And yet the blood of the lamb, there's such a purity and such a radiance mm. and such a goodness in it mm. that it doesn't have the same effect that blood as we think of it has. And that's like this yeah. central image mm. uh, of um, the blood of the lamb in Revelation. And, mm. you know, it's even more powerful when you consider the clean versus unclean kind of dichotomy that underlines the whole um, Old Testament and Levitical law. It's this idea of like, if you do all these, um, you know, sort of ceremonial things, you'll be made clean. But then if you are like ceremonial clean and you go out and you touch a dead body or, you know, you touch someone with leprosy or, you know, you do X, Y, or Z, your cleanness is not contagious. The uncleanness, the filth of these other things 
it moves into cleanness and contaminates it. Mm. And that's like the economy, the religious economy that they're used to until Jesus comes, the clean one, the pure one. And he has such a transcendent holiness and a powerful purity that that which he touches does not contaminate him but his, his cleanness, you know, as he touches lepers, as he mm. touches blind people, mm. um, as he touches the the woman uh, who had the discharge of blood, mm. um, his cleanness, it, you know, the theological word is it's imputed, but really like it, it rushes out. It's like injected yeah. into whoever he touches. That's right. And it's like, what other response is there but to sing the song of the lamb? Yeah. Which is what they do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Reminds me of the of the famous hymn, There There is a fountain filled with blood. One of the greatest. Drawn from Emmanuel's veins. I mean, sometimes we sing this song in church and it's like you, you've heard it so many times that you just kind of blow past mm-hmm. it. But it's like if if you think of like the imagery, a fountain filled with blood, like extracted from Emmanuel's oh, veins. Yes. Yeah. And sinners that are plunged beneath that flood, they lose all their guilty stains. It's like Wow, you couple that with a Revelation seven, what you just read, and it's like, we, yeah, yeah just amazing. Dude, I love that. You uh, know, the other thing, Will, that I I notice in this passage is that those who are covered by the blood of Jesus, those who are wearing these robes of righteousness, you know, blood stained robes of righteousness, as it were, um, they're standing around singing the song of Moses and they're worshiping God. And so this is a very natural reaction for those who have been um, saved Mm -hmm. by the blood of the lamb Mm -hmm. and are standing in righteousness before a holy God. They, they tend to worship. And so Mm -hmm. I I think this is a very, very, very important point um, because it's a little bit of a litmus test for like where we are Mm -hmm. in relationship to God right now. Um, you know, do you struggle to, do you struggle to like truly worship? Mm-hmm. Do you struggle to, you know, to, to say things like this? Great and amazing are your deeds. O Lord God, the almighty just and true are your ways. O King of nations who will not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name for you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you for your righteous acts have been revealed. We, we ought to, you know, and it may not be in those words. Obviously we can worship. Uh, we want to do it in accordance with scripture, but you can do it in your own words and in your own way and your own expression mm-hmm. uh, in accordance with scripture. But do you struggle to, do you struggle to worship the Lord? Do you struggle when you come to church to like, to sing songs? Sometimes I'm, I'm a little blown away that, you know, we'll be singing songs and, and, and I look around and some guys <laughs> are just, you know, either like yeah. drinking coffee, yeah. you know, or taking sips <laughs> and kind of like murmuring thing. And I'm just kind of like, you Tell know. me about it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get you get a front row seat to all yeah, of that yeah. uh, week after week. And, but we, sh- I mean, we there should be an excitement in our hearts, like yeah. to worship the Lord. And I get it. We don't. I mean, I come plenty of Sundays, and I'm like, I just don't feel in a state of worship, and I'm not gonna like raise my hands and hoot yeah, and holler. You can't fake it. Yeah, because sure. I don't want to fake it. I don't want to fabricate. But like, typically there is like man, I want to worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that can look however it looks, but it's like, I, I want to sing these songs and I want to sing these songs to the Lord, not mm-hmm. just like kind of murmur something because I'm in church and I'm mm-hmm. supposed to or whatever. Um, and, it, and I'm not just talking about a worship service. I'm saying like, 
waking up each morning and having you know thoughts in your mind to worship the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that that is something that I see here is like these people are worshiping the Lord. Absolutely. You know, I I think kind of one of the last ideas here that we haven't really tapped on is is the nations are talked about here. And uh, this idea of, you know, just and true are your ways, O king of the nations. And then later into verse four, all nations will come and worship you. You know, a lot of secular voices would see phrases like this in the Bible and say that this is what actually like gives way to colonialism Mm -hmm. and sort of to like powerful nations under the banner of Christendom, like Mm -hmm. going and pillaging other nations, which sadly um, it has been distorted and, and, you know, wielded towards that end. But that is so antithetical to the image of the king of the nations that we get here in Revelation and across the Bible. And, you know, this is what I mean. When we think of somebody like taking captive other nations, we think of another man doing that. And the paradigm that we as people have seen time and time again is like this Adolf Hitler type person or whoever you want to call it, Genghis Khan, mm-hmm. Alexander the Great, you know, pick your history period <laughs> yeah. and there's like some historical figure who is their aspiration their ambition is to be the king of the nations mm. and so what it means is other people get crushed other people get oppressed other nations get shattered mm. and kind of brought into their jurisdiction and i love this is a thread that goes all the way through revelation and if you turn over with me to like the very 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 end of the bible revelation 22 there's this tree in the city of life or Mm. sorry, there's this tree in the city and it's called the tree of life. Mm. And this is uh, at the heart of the city. And I love this. It says in verse two that the leaves of that tree, which Mm. this King of the nations has planted, Mm. the leaves of that tree were for the healing of the nations. Mm. And so it's not a God who who conquers through just angry conquest and oppression. That's right. But it's a God who who conquers through healing people who yeah. turn to him, who repent, who, who's, you know, his kindness leads them to repentance. Mm. And so I just love that. And uh, yeah, it, it just makes you want to join the song of the lamb. So Baird and I have to log off so that we can sing the song of the lamb together. <laughs> and I know you've got to go sing it also. So <laughs> for the great Barrett Fisher, this is Will Carlisle. And we will see you tomorrow as we finish the year 2023 on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.